0: to Liberation, and I'm your host, LaCroix Hatcher. Liberation presents Michelle Anderson. Michelle, teacher, author, mother, and the wife of the late Gerald Anderson, discusses her experiences being the wife of a minister. In this episode, Michelle will talk about marriage and the importance of spending time with your spouse. We will also talk about her past in the ministry, study, devotion, being intentional, and her book, Embracing Your Gift, Rediscovering Your Blessedness. Please enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you once again uh, for tuning in to another episode of Liberation. Um, This afternoon, this evening, I have the honor and privilege and the liberty to interview a lady of much grace and much dignity. Uh, Our paths have kind of crossed in a weird kind of direction. Uh, She was a friend of my mother uh, at her during her first stop in Cleveland, Ohio. So I never really got to uh, develop a relationship with her personally, but I did get to meet her husband who I had several conversations with while he was the evangelist at the university church of Christ here in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, and Miss Anderson has knocked back at Cleveland's doorstep recently. And in a short period of time, I've learned a lot about her through her actions and through her words Uh, with our congregation, uh, the Greater Heights Church of Christ. Uh, Again, I have the honor and privilege to introduce to you guys Sister Michelle Anderson. How are you doing this evening?
1: Good
2: evening, Mr. Hatcher. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. God is good enough to bring me back for another day, so I can't Mm -hmm. complain.
2: Fantastic.
0: So, I'll start you off like I start most people. Uh, Where are you from and How were you introduced to the faith?
2: Well, uh, we're talking a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) I'm originally from Boston, Massachusetts, born and bred there all my life. Um, I was added to the Lord's body uh, when I was 16 years old. At the Roxbury Church of Christ in Massachusetts, Boston, Massachusetts. Um, and that's where I met uh, Brother Gerald Anderson, who was our youth director at that time. No, he did not rob the carrot. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, but we became very, very good friends. Um so we ended up dating when I was about 29 and uh, we proposed at that time. We had we had three beautiful children, one girl and two boys. The girl' name is Aretha, who is now 29. Richard is now 25 and Joshua 23.
1: I believe.
2: Gotta keep up with these ages. <laughs> but that is how we met and um we got married in Boston. Uh we have had a congregation in um Plymouth, Massachusetts for about twelve years. Um that's near the Plymouth Rock there. Um from there we went to we came to here, Cleveland, Ohio, where we uh served at the minister uh, at the University Church of Christ. He was the minister there for 13 years before we moved on to Tallahassee, Florida. Uh we lived there 8 years and I I am now back in Cleveland, Ohio with my three children and my granddaughter uh, Amari. Nice
0: nice. So uh, I'm going to assume um, you were maybe a church baby uh, by way of your parents. Is that safe to assume? Uh, no,
2: actually. Okay. Um, actually, uh, in Roxbury, Massachusetts, my mother was first introduced to the church by Sister Waker, um, and so we started to go to the church there, and I end up being baptized. Unfortunately, my mother did not, um, but I was 16 years old at that time. So from 16 to today, I've been serving in the Lewis house that many mm-hmm. years. It's been a long time.
0: Nice. So you were, uh, this was just a mutual acquaintance uh, that invited your, you and your mother to church and it kind of took off from there basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an interesting story, but I'm I'm gonna stay on course. <laughs> okay. Uh so sixteen. Now did you stay at this uh same congregation? I, I'm I know you're a well educated lady, so you continued at this congregation the mm-hmm. whole time.
2: Yes, I stayed there um the whole time. I think when I now you're talking a long time now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I left Maybe for about A year or two And I was over At the Boston Church of Christ For about a year I think it was mm-hmm. uh, But I ended up going back um, Over to the I think I went back to the Roxbury Church of Christ And um, and I think I might have visited over at the Penn Church of Christ. Um, yeah. So, yeah, majority of the time was at the Roxbury Church of Christ. Oh, Before going off to school and then mm-hmm. coming back, going to school, um, getting a business license. You know, at that, that time, business administration for processing and secretarial. Uh, skills and things of that nature.
0: Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um you're going to uh you've been going to this congregation going to multiple uh congregations did you ever envision yourself as a girlfriend or wife of a potential elder or or preacher one day?
2: Absolutely not actually <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, Gerald and I hooked up. Like I said, we end up becoming very, very good friends. Um, Gerald was in politics at that time. Um, he was state representative, but he was also in the school system, too, as um, city councilor or something of that nature. I forget. It. Yeah, I forget exactly what it was. I know he was state rep and he worked on the city council. Um, so I've also worked for him as well. Um, like I said, we were we were very, very good friends. Um, but I did not want <laughs> well <laughs> let me tell you this funny story. I don't know how long we have, but anyway. It take um, as long
0: as you need. <laughs>
2: <laughs> as 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 him being a youth minister at that time, he used to bring all the youth over to his house and we used to have to clean up his house. I ain't gonna say no more about that. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I haven't thought about that in a long time. Anyway. Um, and I used to say when I, when I saw Joe, it's like, I would never marry a man like this. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I do uh, I mean, he was a good guy. I mean, very good guy, you know, uh, very good with the youth all the time. Um, Just didn't keep a
0: tidy house. I
2: never Vision. <laughs> <laughs> I never envisioned, um, being married to a minister um, and he knew, I, I told him straight up, that I will not be marrying someone who is in politics. And then what happened, I think um, he had to had a certain amount of signature at a certain time. And he didn't have it, or he might have had it, but never put the names in. So he couldn't run. He <laughs> <laughs> stayed up again. So um bingo, <laughs> that's what happens. So he didn't get back into politics.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um like I said, we spent a lot of time together. And then he ended up proposing to me in the car. Downstairs from his house, then we went over to the Roxbury Church, and I think they were having some kind of sing-along, Where we had evening service, and he was up in front. I was in the back of the pew, and we were just smiling at each other, (laughs) (laughs) and there you go. (laughs) We got married in December of 1992, (laughs) December 19th.
0: He got out it's, of politics for you.
2: Oh no, I was not marrying someone who was in politics.
0: No, nope. so there you go. Said I'm gonna get her. I'm getting out of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, uh, you, you say he was in youth ministry. Now he wasn't at that point in full time ministry, correct?
2: Um, when we got married, um. The get the minister's name. I can't get his name at the moment, but, but he was in Plymouth, and they had a congregation there. And he was leaving, so mm-hmm. Joe ended up taking over that ministry. Oh, okay. By the time we got married, we were in ministry. Day. yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's a good transition. So. We're going to go through the experiences of a preacher's wife. What are uh, some of the highs and lows? And we'll get into more detail. But what are some of the highs and lows of being a preacher's wife?
2: Um, I think that might differ from minister's wife to another minister's wife. But as for me, um, my highlights were um, serving. You know, serving in the capacity of working with the young people in particular, which I loved. I loved, um, cause I like, I love putting on programs for the youth, um, as well as working with, um, the young ladies, the, the, the adults, ladies as well. Um, those were my highs, but the lows, um, it can be very hard work. It can be extremely challenging because you have to deal with a lot of different personalities. So you really have to put some prayer in there <laughs> um, and really um, just keep your focus on God. Because it was many times it's like, I had enough. but you know with God's help he always gave me the strength um to continue on because I I really loved what we did I mean I really did uh it helped us in our life and prayerfully it helped out many of the people that we've gone through throughout those total of 27 years in not even including ministry in uh Tallahassee. But uh yeah, those those are my highs and my lows.
0: Christians are humans at the end of the day. So uh, we're all yes. capable of sinning at any given moment. How how hard was it uh keeping your patience considering you may see your see your husband dealing with uh, potential criticisms or, or, or being overwhelmed. And then there's always the expectations of you and your family. you a picture perfect group.
2: Yeah. Let me tell you something. I, I kept it real.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. I
2: kept it real. And, um, I, I, when I felt certain things, I got up before the church and in a very tactful kind of way, I let them know how I was feeling and how it was affecting my family, myself, my children. Um, and then other times you just have to bring it to the Lord, basically, mm-hmm. um, and pray about it. Other times you had to meet with, uh, with people one-on-one. We had to do that sometimes, um, but I've I've never you know uh, you know the other thing is too is that I've never taught with myself as first lady. Other people did, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I just always said, "I'm just a servant. I'm just a sister like you. I'm just a sister like you, you know." Um, so. I never had any types of pretenses whatsoever. What you saw is what you get, (laughs) you know. Um, So, yeah, it's it's it was very, very challenging. There were some times where um, it got quite lonely being in the ministry um, because a lot of times. You know, your husband is out doing certain things and mm. Um and sometimes to the point where it seems like what about me?
1: Well, <laughs> <No>, right, right.
2: <laughs> no, I keep it real, even in this, you uh-huh. know. But um yeah, those we had some difficult times in regards to that. You know, but um you just, you have to discuss that with your husband, of course. Um, but at the same time, you just pray about it, and you just keep it moving. That's been my thing for a long time, and as well as I tell my children, you just, just got to keep it moving. Keep it moving. Trust God. You know, try to do what's right, and the Lord will bring it all together. One prayer or another, he'll bring it together.
0: You brought up something, because I experienced something. Uh, some of the things you just mentioned. How, how did you guys go about keeping the quote unquote work life balance?
2: Um, well, you know what? It's usually, usually, should I say, it's the woman who would have to say something. The wife. I,
0: absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Cause, you know, the man is out there, he's doing his thing. you know. You know, because there was always a time where I used to come to my husband and, you know, say, say things to him. And it's like, I'm, I'm working. <laughs> this would be his thing. I'm working. Um, this is for us. Uh, what's another thing he used to say? Uh,
1: uh,
2: what's that thing he used to say all the time? I figured exactly what it was, but it's always along the lines that, you know, this is my life. This is my mm-hmm. life. But, You have to kind of get it in there and say, look, this is our life, you know, and yes, this is your ministry and this is our ministry. But you have to remember that you have children. That needs your time and that you have a wife. That needs your time, because if you don't take notice of those particular things. Our adversary would come in and try yeah. to disrupt. You know, to keep it real, try to disrupt. And so you will have to sometimes constantly remind, uh, your better half that, um, this, this, this is home. This is home. You know, so that's what I did. <laughs> no. It was not always a joyful thing. Oh. I tell you. Quite, quite a challenge mm. a long time for a long time um, it, it was it's, it's quite it's an ongoing thing because um, with my husband as well as some you know most husbands he, once he's focused on something he, he'll just run with it <laughs> amen mind
0: <laughs>
2: <Constantly> minded constantly
0: <laughs> better Complete sidebar, like for instance, uh, uh, as I told you, working on a, a pergola, uh, mm-hmm. and even, you know, told my wife, all right, I'm going to get this thing. She, we wanted it done before the uh, holiday. And even yesterday, let's just spent time together. <laughs> it's like, ah, I thought you wanted me to get that. <laughs> yeah? That's true. That's true.
2: You know, yeah. and sometimes you just you have to like set a day. You have to set a day and you both have to be committed to that day. Yes, things come up, mm-hmm. but from a woman's point of view, I would suggest you keep that day <laughs> And don't give too many um excuses that okay, I, I can't do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. 'Cause you you're just leaving a little hole for other things to happen.
0: I've had to learn the hard way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm hard headed, so
2: keep the wife happy and you'll be happy.
0: <laughs> That's what they say.
2: <laughs> and it's true. <laughs> <I'm telling you>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um so okay, back rewind a little bit. So you guys went to, I believe you said Plymouth? yeah And he went full-time. Uh, in between Plymouth and Cleveland, was that the only congregation you served during that period of time? Yes. Yeah. So, okay, walk me through getting a call that he's being summoned to Cleveland, Ohio, or requested for his services in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I'm sure that was unsettling, unsettling in a good or bad way, because um, it's changing everything you know.
2: Actually, it wasn't. Um, cause, like I said, we were in Plymouth, so we went on outside of, of Boston. Um, so I was already sort of kind of away from my family, um, but we spent 11 years in Plymouth, and that was primarily um, – it was a mixture of Cape Verdean and our um, lighter-skinned people, our, our, our fellow brothers and sisters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but at that point, when university came about, we were ready to go. Really? We were ready. Mm-hmm. We were ready. We're ready. Um, Actually, even before university came about, we went to um, somewhere. And I forget exactly where in South Carolina, either South Carolina or North Carolina. And he went and interviewed there. And then university's opportunity came and he went several times to university. And then we went as a family and we were asked to come and we came and we went. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah so it wasn't it, and I was already packed <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay I didn't expect that because I would have thought that you know especially I mean Cleveland's not around the corner um mm-hmm. well,
2: I was already packed and ready to go
0: really wow mm-hmm. I would not have expected that
2: yeah we were ready. Uh, I was we were ready because we we're living up in the parsonage in, in Plattano at the positive up pop, and then we had the, you know, where we did the assembly uh, and had the services there, and then we had a basement down there for the classes. So I was ready to go. I
0: was ready. Yeah, yeah. Well, the mothers are the stewards of the house. It is what it is. <laughs> How did the kids feel? I know they were still kind of young at that point. How did uh, the children
2: feel? Well, Joshua was a baby, baby uh, uh Richard, he you know he was a baby he was yeah they were very young very young um Aretha she was very tight with um with tommy with one of the brothers' son um so th- there was the, there was some emotional some tears in regards to that but they were young you know so I don't I don't think it led to any long-term types of uh, negativity in regards to that. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, because by the time we got to Cleveland, you know, they saw the new room and this, that, and the other, and saw the outside with the playground, where you can do a playground, and I don't know, so they were, they were cool.
1: <laughs> they were all right. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, then there's Cleveland. And then mm-hmm. there's Tallahassee.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I and bet that was a nice... Yeah. Nice ...to get down south.
2: Now that... We spent 13 years at university. That was a hard 13 years. Okay. Hard 13 years. I mean hard. The Lord blessed us much, you know, in terms of um, all that we wanted to do there. He blessed everything, everything, but with it came a lot of suffering, a lot of pain, a lot of things. Um, so, but that's not what allowed us to leave. Um, I think actually. Um, my husband came to me one night and because I think we was going through the second he was getting ready to go through the second review how they review the ministers see you know that whole you know whether or yeah. not I think that you stay or not stay this, that and the other and he was expressing to me that uh, you know he really want to go through that again and he was asking my opinion so like, well. I'm not going to make a decision for you, but if that's something that you don't want to do, don't do it. But the decision is yours. So I didn't want to give my decision on that. Um, if we ready to leave and, and go somewhere else or whatever, um, then that would be our decision. So, um, evidently we decided not to go through that again. Um, so we decided to, uh, plus my husband, uh, uh, was getting sick quite a bit mm. at the time as well, due to a lot of stress and stuff like that ministry. Um, so we was either going to go to Tallahassee to go to Boston. So, seems as though he was up in some years, uh, mm. We decided to go back to his hometown, which is Tallahassee. So that's why we ended up. Going I went first, and then he came afterwards. Okay. That's how okay. we ended up. There.
0: <laughs> Pandora's box is a little cracked now. Um, <laughs> I've kind of talked about it before, but um, the university situation—I won't say it was an impossible thing, but coming off of what it came off of was going to be challenging. Um, a lot of things had shaken the congregation um, and shaken it to its roots. And I'm sure um, Brother Gerald was facing a lot of expectations um, and a lot of not necessarily. I mean, I'm sure he got criticisms, but he was going to be critiqued very hard. Um, and I hope that didn't add any further burden. I mean, the Lord always knows our time, but um I would hate because these are people that are my brothers and sisters and people I've grew up admiring and, and looking at when I was in my youth. And I would hate that that added any extra burden to his um, life and, um, into your household in general. Um, so I'm sorry to hear that. So these reviews, if you don't mind me asking, mm-hmm. um, is this something every five years, ten years? What, what was that about?
2: Um it, like I said, we did 13. I forget what year that he had one of the older brothers from what was his name um, I forget one, one, well, one of the older brothers from another congregation out of the state of Ohio come and uh, put that whole thing together in terms of talking to the congregation um, getting uh, input from the congregation how they feel about how things were going, things of that nature, um, and we got overwhelmingly uh, good reports, majority. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, it's always a handful. <laughs> it's always yeah. just a handful, you know. Um, but unfortunately, it's, it's sometimes it's always just a handful that really just makes it extremely hard. You know, not to say that we were perfect, you know, not so whatsoever, um, but we were, for him as a minister and me as a minister's wife, we were uh, sincere about what we were trying to do, you know, and be totally biblical and sound in the doctrine. Um, not, again, not to say that we were perfect in that neither. Um, but I believe we were because, you know, my husband really, he was a man of study. Mm. Uh, And he was a good teacher. He was a very good teacher. Uh, so, you know, it's, you know, it's, like I said, it was was a hard ministry. It was a hard ministry. And, uh, and, um, you, you just got to take the bruises along with the, the blessings, yeah.
0: You know? yeah, Yeah. Um, so going back home for him, um, did you see that it, uh, gave his spirit and physical some upbeat, if you will?
2: Um, <laughs> I know he had said that because, like I said, I went and I got everything prepared.
1: Uh-huh.
2: You know, I got the house, everything, all that together. Um, his eldest son Tony helped. By the time we got there, had people to to be there to help us put the furniture and that and the other. Uh-huh. And Earl just kind of just walks in and he'll sit down, and, and everything was there. <laughs> and I, I remember him saying like. Wow. (laughs) So it's like, okay, I'm back here in Tallahassee, and, you know, he didn't know what to expect because I did everything on that end. So Mm -hmm. I knew what he liked, and he knew what I liked, things of that nature. And, you know, he trusts my judgment that I'm going to bring us to a place where it's it's nice. And we had, you know, we were in a nice community. Um, so, you know, he just kind of walked in and boom, there it was. <laughs>
0: that's good. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. good. Nice yeah. way to come back home.
2: Well, there you go. Yep.
0: <laughs> um, so to bad. um, unfortunately, your husband, uh, my brother, has now entered the bosom of Abraham. Um, what things, um, did you carry from him? What things did you learn that helped keep you grounded and help keep things going with the family?
1: Um, Gerald
2: was very giving and he was um, I said a, a good teacher of the word as well. Good friend. Uh, a good brother. Uh, a good dad. And he was a good husband as well. Like I said, we, you know, we all have our faults or not where we all should be as we would like to be, but um his mind and, and from his experiences as a as a father and his experience of losing his dad when he was young and not necessarily having the example to see my husband's supposed to be, if I can put it that way. Yeah. Um, and me coming in, um, where you know how we come in with our own ideas of what marriage is supposed to be like.
0: <laughs> Amen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then it, you know, especially when ministry comes into play with that, if that's a whole new ball game. So. We were trying to get acclimated, and plus, you know, a year later, we have a newborn, you know. So trying to get acclimated all into that um, was challenging. It was hard. Joyful, (laughs) but it was hard. Um, So um, he was a good man.
1: Yeah. Yeah
2: a good husband, who did what he thought was a good husband to be, as as I thought was a good wife to be, you know. Um, He's a good man. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I had the privilege of um, actually talking, as I said before, I talked to him, and this was actually when I actually was. In conversation with your husband, I was actually having my moment of being in the wilderness. Uh, and he was giving some marital advice. Uh, because mm-hmm. at that point I was about to get married. Uh, and we had some really good conversations. And, mm-hmm. um, sorry, I didn't keep in touch with him. Um, but again, when you're in Rome, you're doing what Romans do. And Mm -hmm. then by the time I got myself back where I should have been, uh, I was at another congregation. I think shortly after that, okay, you guys were heading out, and uh, you know I sent a gift out. I think the congregations in Cleveland that took up um, a gift for him, and Mm -hmm. um, I sent something out, and shockingly he sent me a card. I was floored. You know I couldn't believe it. I wish I you know, I wish I could have sent him more because uh, I really appreciated um, the advice and some of the tips he was uh, giving me. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, very good, man. Mm-hmm. Very good, man. And then, uh, um, so Tallahassee, this happens. Um, do you continue to serve at the congregation he was preaching at at that time, or, or did you and I know people sometimes can deal with memories and they're kind of rough. They may switch congregations or something like that to kind of ease the burden.
1: Um,
2: well, even before Gerald passed, I, I was, we were all going to the same congregation, you know, our ministry. Actually, we started our little ministry at home, and then we ended up um and, um, uh, <laughs> what's the name of it now? Um, about 30 miles out. Let me just say that. <laughs> I can't think of anything. anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, about 30 minutes out. Um, so we had a congregation there and we, we were doing that and working that. But there came a, a point in my life. Um in the course of that, whereas I guess I was looking for myself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because um, the ministry, you're you about the ministry, you're about, you about the you about, you about the children, but everybody else but yourself. Mm-hmm. And I found myself um, trying to find me. You know what I mean? In that sense. So I know Gerald wasn't pleased with it, <laughs> but um, I started going to another congregation. You know, uh, whenever he needed me for anything, I was there, you know, uh, as far as the uh, ministry is concerned. And, of course, wifely duties duties as well. Um, I was there, uh, you know, because in the midst of all this, cause he was sick and he was in the hospital several times at self surgeries and things of that nature, so I was there. Um, but I, I came to a point where I was looking for myself, you know, trying to find that piece of me, I guess. I mm. decided uh, to a different congregation um, I don't know. A little while, a little while. And when every now and then I would still go to where we were doing ministry mm. and things that, especially when things come up, came up where we wanted to do with the youth work or with the church as a whole. I still was in 100% participation. Um, just when it came to service, I, I, I was going somewhere else. I needed to just have that, you know, Michelle thing whether right or wrong i don't know um all i know is that that's that's the place where i was at that time i needed to try to find me a little bit you know um, so
1: yeah that's what
0: <laughs> so this is fascinating so was this to hmm for lack of better words, not have to deal with the, again, the expectations of having to and and dealing with all the different um...
2: It was just a, a journey of finding me. Okay. You know, it was just a journey of trying to find me and you know, wanted to bring more focus on Michelle. You know, because I wasn't really focusing on me. And you you have to give some me time to really focus on yourself in terms of what are some desires of your own heart that you would like to do, mm. you know, with yourself, with your husband, with your children. You know, I just I just needed that that little spot of space there for me to try to figure that out. And that's and that's the way I went about it.
0: Um, did this provide more um, time for not only discovering that little bit of you, did it also provide more in-depth study time for yourself? You
2: know, I was getting ready to say, that's where my book came to play.
0: Okay, good segue. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, that's that's where it came. Um, I wasn't thinking about doing a book at that time. I was just putting my studies all together. I was just studying, 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 studying. As you know, I, I'm a I'm a good study of myself. <laughs> um, and it's one thing. It's like, why don't you put this in the book? <laughs> it just dawned on me. So I started to um, get all my studies together and just started writing. Started writing, and then trying to think of a title and. That title, Embracing the Gift, came about rediscovering your blessedness. And to this day it's like when I read it myself, it's like, did I write that? <laughs> <laughs> so I know it came from the Lord. I know it came from the Lord. Um, so yeah, that's that's where all that prompts from. From many studies and the things that I was going through. I was just writing, writing, writing. And you know, end up deciding to put in the book form and perfectly help others.
0: Yeah. How long did it take to put it together? Well, I was writing for some time,
2: some time, um, and it took a little while because it takes time to write a book, and then it takes time to do revisions. I'm I've done like several. <laughs> Revisions on this book, and mm-hmm. I even had you know a friend uh, go through it with me for me as well. So it went through a number of revisions, and uh, you know, so to the point where it's okay, I think you know, because every time you go through revisions, you think of other things that you might want to put in there,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that happened, so it took a little longer. So I think it it took me about a year. Oh. Okay. When I finally decided, okay, I'm going to do this thing, and you know, found out how to go about doing it and things of that nature, um, you know, and I just went ahead and did it. Kind of. <laughs> nice.
0: Uh, <laughs> um, was Gerald around to see this come to fruition?
2: Yes, he was. Nice. Unfortunately, he didn't get to read it. <laughs> I gave it to him, but he didn't get the opportunity to. Um, he read. He read through. I saw him read through a couple of, of pages. Um, I don't know. Maybe by himself, he may have read. You know, other pages of it. I don't. That I don't know. Um, but he saw it come to fruition, though. How
0: yeah. proud was he?
1: I think
0: he was proud. I
1: prob- think he was. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. Um Oh, so- oh. <laughs> but I think he was <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: he was so <laughs> So okay, you talked about some of the things and some of the uh, ways that you lost a piece of yourself, if you will. So when I, think, when I hear listen when I hear the word rediscover it's it's something that you found but lost again. Um, in your experience talking to other young ladies or men, um, what are some of the ways or how does this happen
2: of rediscovering yourself?
0: Um, no not, not not necessarily rediscovering, but losing it to have to rediscover it in the first place. What are some of the ways people lose this gift, if you will?
2: Self? Is that what you're talking about?
0: Yeah, because we're, we're blessed with, of course, the, uh, the anointing of the the Holy Spirit. Uh, but during the course of life,
1: mm-hmm.
0: there's things that happen. Um, what are, you know, in talking to different people, What have they told you some of the ways that they've lost this gift that they had to rediscover in the first place?
2: I don't think, I don't think I've, I don't think I've talked to, I've, I know I've talked to one or two people, um, about, uh, me trying to, uh, find myself or, shall I say, um, have my husband be me. You understand what I'm saying?
0: Go deeper with that,
2: because when you when you're married, you have children, and you're in ministry. Like I said before, you, you're so focused on ministry that sometimes you forget you have the wife over here, and she's there, but you don't see her.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean. See her, you don't see what she maybe feels. You understand what I'm
1: saying? Yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, so that connection gets kind of lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but I don't think I've spoken to anyone at length, maybe one person okay. um, that. It was probably said to me, You gotta take time out for yourself. Meaning for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think was the advice that I was giving. You need to take some time out for yourself. Um, do things for yourself, things of that nature, pamper yourself <laughs> 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 it's to yourself. And right, that right. absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I was I think, you know, in talking with a mother of in in a mother of the church, my church mother, as I would put her, um, I think that was the advice that she gave me. In fact, I, I believe it was: take some time out for yourself, you gotta take care of yourself. You know, if you're taking care of everybody else, you have to take care
0: of you. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. I've, as you know, as life has gone on. Um, it's even just talking to my wife, you know, and her being as feisty as she can be at times, uh, she always wants and feels sometimes a need to defend me or is overly concerned about me during certain trials and tribulations. So I can imagine the toil it took on you. Because um, it's magnified, um, tenth degree um, dealing with ministry. Just no matter what it is, because like you said, time is being pulled from you and your family. And there's, I'm sure you didn't want to feel selfish, and he's doing it for the better good. But at the same time, like you said, here I am, and you know, there's there's a lot of times where my wife has had to recenter me. Um, being distracted, um, she still wants to be seen as. The object of my affection and and just being a friend and someone to talk to. So I I can see that I get it.
2: Yeah, yeah. And do that. Trust yeah. me. Do that. Do that. You know because that's what keeps you connected.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I was terri- yeah. I was terrible at that. Yeah.
2: You don't don't want you don't want to lose that. No. You don't lose. That. It's mm-hmm. not, it won't be.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. it 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 affects the ov- overall dynamic of the whole household. Yeah. Because it affects the kids and it's just a negative trickle down effect.
2: Just continue being friends. Be friends with each other. Yeah. You know? Bring back those sparks. It can be amazing when you bring those things back. It'd be amazing how your wife will see you. You'd be like, What this my wife? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yes. My
0: little Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Anyway. She's going to kill
0: listen. me when she listens to this, but yeah, she's a little feisty. <laughs>
2: it's all good.
0: <laughs> um, what, uh, and we're going to close out shortly. Um, what is some of your advice you would lead, lend? To a young lady that's um, looking to make a life with a guy that's going to be in the ministry, whether it be a deacon or the eldership or a minister, uh, what are some of your words of advice you could lend to a young lady that may come across this episode?
2: Well, I think I would give her the same advice that was given to me, again, by my mother and the Lord. be yourself. Mm. Just be yourself. You know. And stay strong in the Lord.
1: And um that's it, brother.
0: You know. That's it in the nutshell. You
2: know, uh have strong ties with your husband, with your family. You know, you know, and have people in your life that will support you. That will lift your hands up when your hands get tight. You know, And you're gonna need. you gonna need. It. Mm. sometimes it's just gonna be you in your wife or you or in your husband. Sometimes it's just gonna be just that. Yeah. All you're gonna have with God. We'll bring you through. Well we give that was given to me, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Yeah,
0: you know good. that's a, that's good advice for anyone, actually. It's
2: good. Yeah, man. Yeah. You keep keep your keep your faith in the Lord. You know, and you keep that Bible in the center of it, because if you don't, you won't make it. You won't make it at all individually or collectively.
0: And you know, you made me think of something. And I think this will be the last question. Um, With you young ladies always being so busy and and wrapped up with the families and and, and cooking and all the stuff we don't do. um, What are good devotional tips for women? Uh, Because, you know, as you said with the book, you did a lot of self study and to stand through. So, what are maybe some good devotional tips for ladies when they have that downtime away from us knucklehead men and the children running around? What are some good devotional tips?
2: Well, I've always set out some time. Uh, whether my time was always in the morning because I'm a morning person. So, if you're a morning person, set your 30 minutes to an hour. That's that's what I do. Well, what I do right now, I, I do at least two, three hours now. Cause I get up so early. Um, but set some time. Your morning person, set it in, in the morning. If you're a night person, set that time out in the evening before going to bed. Don't wait till you're too tired though. <laughs> you know, but the point is set some time in order for you to not just read God's, God's word, but study it. Study it. Can't just read. It's it's good to read, yes, because um, you're listening to God's to God's word. Mm. But understand it, because if you don't understand it, you won't be able to apply it. Right. And uh, so, um, listen to uh, different people. I listen to a couple, a couple, just one or two different people. Um Plus, I've been in in this for a while, so I I know how to study, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I know when I'm hearing false doctrine or incorrect um, things that people may say, I can pick up on it very easily. Um, and if not, I go back and study it for myself, and you know, either ask someone, you know, a minister or someone who's who's, who's more versed than I am. Um, ask question you know I would do that um but yeah set some time out for yourself because that's that's between you and the Lord you, you gotta have that you've got to have that otherwise you will not grow um, otherwise you'll just be going to and fro mm. um, I mean you'd just be all over the place you know um, so ground yourself in studying God's word. Because it is that that helps you to stand. It is that that helps you see how God is working your life. And in those times when you don't understand how He's working your life, that you would trust that He is, even though you don't see it.
1: <laughs>
2: even though you see it, because your faith will build. You know that's the word. The word. The word of God said, <laughs> "Faith come by hearing, by hearing of the word of God." Uh, yeah. So your faith. Increases, you know. Um, I mean, I get great joy out of it, even though I get greatly convicted <laughs> out of yeah. it as well. But the spilled your nugget is that you be blessed in it if you do what it says, right? And uh, and at least try to do what it says. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's it's man, it's 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 woo! Right now, where I am in life, that's my anger.
0: That's my anger. I I deeply, deeply appreciate you saying being intentional.
1: Yeah. That's my new one.
0: That was something for me.
2: Yeah, yeah. And actually, a number of people has come up to me in regards to that. Because yeah, it, it has hit me in that way through my studies. It's like, man, I mean, sometimes I get up from my studies and it's like, we just don't know how good we have it.
1: Yeah. Amen. I mean,
2: we really don't know how good we have it as children of God. All God wants to do is to shine and shed his kindness all over us. That's all he wants to do, and all he wants us to do is to trust. Him. That's it. And you know, we just don't know. Every time I come from it, man, I tell you, it's like Lord, have mercy. The grace, the mercy, seated in the heavenlies. I mean, the list go on and on and on. You know, we we just don't know fully. Even to this little bit of of how blessed we are, we just don't know, you know. And the more and more I study, it's like I got to be more intentional, more intentional, you know. Um, So yeah, I'm, 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 I just want to go forward and just let's 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 see some manifestations of what you truly believe you know you say you're going to do this if you say you want stronger uh, sisterhood what are you doing about you want a stronger brotherhood what are you doing about it? you know what do you want you know you want a loving church what are you doing about it? what am I doing about it? make it personal hmm. you know make it personal kingdom perspective that's what mm. I was reading about, what I was reading about this morning where', where your mind is where's your mind where's your mind at? you know is it down here or is it up there mm. our services and our praises up there it's manifested through us God's goodness towards one another he's going to use us so that our hands that through him he can touch somebody else. Through our hands. That's how he's going to do it. As well as the plethora of other ways. In which he does his stuff. <laughs> and, uh, Absolutely. Primarily. He uses his children. Mm-hmm. Other children. Our other brothers and sisters. How's that going to happen. Unless we do it. What? We got great responsibility. My brother. We really yeah. do. We really
0: do. What? But it's, it's it's just like uh Jesus says that the yoke is actually like like a lot of the things that the Bible tells us to do. We inherently do it, whether it's friends, children. A lot of these things we already naturally do, but having that self-discipline to do it the way maybe God says or something about being pointed in that direction, then it becomes <laughs> some problem. It's almost like reverse psychology. So,
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all comes from the Spirit. You know? The Holy Spirit is powerful. It's powerful. If you allow it to be powerful in your life, you got to allow it to be. You
0: know? Exactly be- what Paul says, and, you know, the things I want to do I don't, so forth and so on.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Let's not use those things for an excuse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> God, you know my heart. I thought <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. All right. So let's close with this. Tell the people where they can get this amazing book, Embracing the Gift. Rediscovering Good. God's blessedness. I remembered it. Um,
1: this is
2: the book, Embracing the Gift. <laughs> rediscovering your blessedness. You can find it on Amazon. Um Just look up Embracing the Gift. Rediscovering your blessedness. It's um, also an ebook, so it's on ebook for nine ninety nine. It's a paperback twelve ninety nine. You can get it
0: right there. Yeah. Are you writing any new books? Are you working on anything else?
2: Well, um, I am certainly thinking about it. Um, I am definitely thinking about it. Definitely, definitely thinking about it. It's going to be somewhat like a a sequel from this one.
1: Hmm. Um, Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's... I'm telling you, Lord has been showing me a lot of things, a okay. lot of things, and it's, it's, it's quite overwhelming. And you know that He's going to have you to experience those things so that it can be real. Mm. So that I mean, just like in this book right now, that's real. That's all from my experiences, um, and even now He's a He's still ex- having me to experience many things that's in this book um, you know embracing the gift you know that explains it all the yeah. gift is the Lord you know and all the other gifts is from the Lord everything that he gives is a gift amen and, and we have to learn to embrace it the good the bad the ugly you know what I mean we have yeah. to learn learn how to embrace it, embrace it all, and as a result, we will rediscover our blessed blessings, and that's what's going on in my life right
0: now. Yeah. Amen. No better way than to close with that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank you, sir.
0: No, thank no, thank you. I this was a joy. Uh, very good to have you back in Cleveland, um, thank you. and. This is fascinating learning. I learned some things in the midst of this. Um, I appreciate Mm -hmm.
2: your time. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. I pray everybody will go get the book.
0: Yes, please go get the book.
2: And learn from the book. And um, I don't know if I put my information in there. Um,
0: Oh, I'll make sure I do it for you. Don't you worry.
2: Just give me a holler.
0: (laughs) <laughs> okay. Yes, and I'll have people reach out to is um any way people can reach out to you personally or you don't want to go that route.
2: Um yes, absolutely I don't have a problem with that at all. You can put that information down there for me. It's for okay. you know my uh I'll
0: provide account. your email. How about that? Yeah. Okay. Yep.
2: And I also I don't know if I told you, I also I'm also on TikTok. Um uh, <laughs> Oh Wow Yeah I'm uh, um, not doing crazy stuff My thing is called <laughs> My show is called Word Up And what that is Is um I try to do it daily But it's probably every other day That I give like a spiritual nugget Whereby people can think about And, and be challenged To do um, Whatever that spiritual nugget might
0: be You know that's
2: right. Up. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I don't Perfect. think I've ever had to provide I don't think I've provided a TikTok link before. that. even I'm <laughs> not I'm not even on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: called it's called Didell's D Y D E L L S Word Up. Didell's Word Up. Check it out. You'll be encouraged.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. I'll check it out. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you so much, sir.
0: God bless. <laughs> Thanks for checking out this episode of Liberation. Subscribe to the show and follow Liberation on Twitter and Instagram at liberation_pod. pod.